Welcome, uh, my name is Adrian and we're going to continue looking at our series in Philippians. A letter written by Paul, the Apostle, whilst in prison. Many of us, we've been enjoying listening to a reading through the whole book of Philippians online on our podcast. And uh, we've loved hearing your voices, seeing your faces. Uh, it is good to read together. It's not too late if you want to catch up with that series. Um, on Anchor FM and uh, you will hear many of the church reading through this book of Philippians. As you have been listening or maybe reading yourself, maybe you've seen the sense of connection and partnership that Paul keeps talking of in this letter of, of play, people and places and individuals uh, that are on his heart. Remember the Philippian church, it was founded as Paul and Timothy went to pray. They left the city of Philippi, they went down to the river, they found a businesswoman there, Lydia, and uh, she received the gospel, became a follower of Jesus. And even then, uh, she partnered with them and said, come and stay at my, my house. It seems like the book of Philippians is just oozing with this sense of, of partnership. What does partnership mean? It's like a fellowship, it's like a, we talk of a marriage partnership or a business partnership. There's an investment of, of more than one, two others coming in together, uh, a sense of a shared vision, shared goal, shared heart. Uh, it's a, a word a bit like communion, community and communion. So fellowship, partnership, be hearing those words as Paul uh, takes us through. Uh, even the letter, it starts written in partnership. Maybe you think of it's Paul writing the letter in his office on his own. Uh, no, actually Paul starts, Paul and Timothy, and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. So the, the, the letter starts just out of that partnership, an apostle and a pastor working together. I guess they're talking about it, writing some bits down, talking some more, praying a bit and uh, that sense of overflow of partnership. Also then he goes to the saints, the saints in Philippi, uh, the saints of Christ Jesus at Philippi. It carries on overflowing. Now remember, when we hear the word you uh, in English, you could be just one of you or all of you, thousands you. Uh, the, the word that Paul is using in this part is plural. He's not talking to a person, he's talking to the saints. Maybe we would think of the word use, use. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. So chapter one, verse three. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I'm certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue it until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it's right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favour of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. So words of you, many words of you and partnership. Do you see they partnered here with Paul in sharing the good news 
of the gospel, sharing the special favour of God in imprisonment and defending and confirming the truth. They received it and they spread it. They, we also know from chapter 3 and 4 that they partnered with Paul uh, by, by sending finance. There was a financial investment from them into the mission of Paul. Um, and above all, we see that this partnership, it overflows out of affection. It's not an organisation, okay, you two work together. No, there's an there's a overflow of love and trust and shared heart. Then as we read through chapter 2, uh, listen to some words that Paul writes first to Timothy, then Epaphroditus. Listen to the words of partnership that comes from Paul. So, of Timothy, says chapter 2, verse 19. If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you are getting along. I've no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy has proved himself like a son with a father. He served with me in preaching the good news. No one else like him genuinely cares, proved himself like a son with a father, served with me. Such words of partnership. And then Epaphroditus. So chapter 2 verse 25. Meanwhile, says Paul, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He's my true brother, my co-worker and fellow soldier. And he was your messenger to help me in my need. I'm sending him because he's been longing to see you. And he was very distressed that you heard he was so ill. Brother, true brother, co-worker, fellow soldier, your messenger to me. There's such heart affection. Can you hear that? And sense of partnership with Timothy, Epaphroditus, the Philippian church. Paul writes this whole book uh, bubbling with the sense of partnership with Christ and then partnership with one another. You see, in chapter 4, uh, we come across these two ladies, uh, Euodia and Syntyche. Uh, Euodia and Syntyche. Now, I wonder, is this whole book of Philippians about unity and fellowship and partnership addressed to the church around these two that have obviously fallen out and have broken the uh, fellowship? And maybe the whole letter is Paul's appeal to these two. Uh, now, this is what he says, chapter 4, verse 2. Now, I appeal to Euodia and Syntyche, please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. Restore that partnership. I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my workers, whose names are written in the book of life. What does that tell us? It tells us that following Jesus is not a solo walk. When we're born again and added to the family of God, we don't join a single child family. We join many other brothers and sisters and we are all shared, equally loved by the Father through the Son and the Spirit. We have many brothers and sisters. When we are born again, saved, added, we are added into his family business his family business and we find we have partnership with him and others in the family business of making known the king the good news of the king the good news of the kingdom 
we're saved into his call and commission and we find thousands of others around us are also saved did you see the reason for appeal to Euodia and Syncticae to restore this partnership isn't an organisational thing, it's a relational thing. Paul talks about actually and there are others whose names are written in the book of life, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers. Sometimes we get a name mentioned, sometimes we don't, but every one of us in Christ is in partnership with him. Every one of us has been given partners around that God, the Spirit, is calling us to, to link with. Jesus sent his disciples two by two. I don't know how he did it, whether he went, okay, one, two, one, two, one, two. I imagine they worked out of relationship as James and John and Peter and Andrew, brothers. I imagine they would be uh, pairs going off. We don't know. But the, the whole point of the New Testament is partnership working together, expressing the partnership of God in us and then through us. The whole church in Philippi is in partnership with Paul on his mission. And as a whole church, we also have partnerships we engage with. We're part of the Catalyst Network. We're part of the family of evangelical believers uh, in Ketchum. We're part of Christendom and across the planet we're in partnership with many others. This is always bigger than ourselves. We express that partnership by sending finance or people or prayer. We express local partnerships by praying for, for you in different places as people serve and work and connect. So there's Paul and Timothy partnering in the letter. There's Epaphroditus and Timothy who are partnering in coming and going to them. There's Clement and this loyal yoke fellow partnering with Paul to seek reconciliation with the, these two women. And as I say, we in Open Door, uh, we pray for fresh growth of partnerships among us and through us. What if God in this season, when we're unable to meet together, but actually is growing us in heart partnership? And one of the ways that can happen is the encouragement that Dave and I are uh, bringing to you and we'll unpack more with a little more detail in the weeks ahead. There's a partnership in prayer that we believe the Holy Spirit is drawing us towards. We understand it. We might feel a little bit unsure. How, how can I partner and who can I partner? Well, actually, firstly, we want to say, who has God put around you? Who has God put near you? Who has God put on your heart to connect to? And the, the prayer can start on Zoom or, or on the telephone. Soon we can actually get out walking, uh, maybe with, with one other. Uh, who has God given you already? Maybe you see you could partner with one other, one other person in your local community and you partner in prayer for your street or your neighbourhood. Uh, maybe there's someone who lives nearby and in time you can prayer walk. Maybe actually you're, you can partner in prayer, you know there's someone else who carries the same burden. Perhaps you're in education and you can pray with others who also are in education. Or maybe you're not in education but you want to partner with those who do. So I want to pray for you teachers, I want to pray for you health workers, I want to pray for you businessmen, businesswomen, I want to pray for the retired, I want to pray for those with struggling with mental health. God puts people in our hearts that we can partner with. We can partner in prayer uh, for the connections we have into West Africa and the Middle East. 
come and talk to Dave or I about some of those. Talk to Gina about her connections into Ghana. We have a prayer meeting tonight, 8pm on Zoom. You can partner, we can partner together in prayer before God as we call on Him. We, we bring the, the mini partnerships, if you like, to one big partnership before God and we lift our voices. Like in the early church in Acts, they lifted their voices together. A great shout arose. They said, God, hear our prayer. Stretch out your hand. You see, you don't need to ask. Uh, wait for us. Uh, what if right now we say, Holy Spirit, where is their partnership in my heart? Who have you led me? Now that presumes a, a certain direction of thought because maybe when you think partnership, when I think partnership, maybe it goes to silence. Maybe it goes to uh, disappointment, uh, previous experiences of partnership, of trust, of pain. Oh, that's partnership. Um, so I avoid that. And so the opposite of partnership becomes distance, uh, independence or isolation. Friends, I want to encourage you that Jesus always wants to lead us forwards, trusting him, trusting others around us, working through forgiveness, and like with these two ladies, he was working through others around them, appealing for partnership in the gospel. See, the task, the call, is that great. We don't want to build walls around each other, around ourselves we want to come to God and know afresh he's calling for partnership in the gospel God is a great work for open door rivers to flow from among us that means we're going to be working in partnership with each other and many in the community remember the time that Jesus and his disciples up the mountain with thousands of people around them Jesus invites them into a faith partnership you feed them he says we can read the story that they, uh, Jesus broke bread and the fish and the disciples distributed food, 12 basketfuls left over. What if they said, we don't want this faith partnership? What if they said, we're out, we're tired, we're hungry, we can't do this? It would be a missed opportunity, a missed miracle, uh, a missed opportunity for them to have grown in faith in God by trusting him in his partnership with them and, and with one another. You see, the one of the ways we can grow with grace in our partnerships is to look at the partnership of Jesus with us. You see, friends, while we, the Bible says while we were dead in our sin, while we were rejecting him, he came towards us. He partnered with humanity. Jesus became fully like us. He partnered with us in our humanity. He then partners with us on, that, on the cross in our sin, it says that he became sin. He took all our junk and became sin. He partnered with our sin, even while still we were amongst the, the people that would nail him and kill him and shout crucify. He partnered with us in order that through his resurrection, we now partner with him. Those of us who become followers of Christ receive his partnership in death in order that we now receive his partnership into new life, into kingdom life. We receive an invitation like these disciples to step into and know what that following the king brings us to a fellowship and partnership with him that releases the, the kingdom advance around us. So when we pray 
for, for, he, for healing or we pray for a miracle. It's not us working it out, working it up. It's the partnership with the Holy Spirit in us. When spiritual gifts come bubbling up, Corinthians 12 talks about spiritual gifts. We're partnering with him. The gift of prophecy comes perhaps and we prophesy this gift of the Spirit in us, partnership, but it flows out to the church. It edifies the church. There's a partnership with him and a partnership through us to others and other gifts too expressed in the church. There's a partnership. When we go to work, when we know anointings in our, our skills, our education, our healthcare, many other ways, when we partner with the Spirit, actually it brings partnership and, and opportunities in our lives. God's calling us to fresh expression of partnership with Him and through Him. Jesus comes to bring partnership in open door. And as I say, what if this season of separation uh, other than by Zoom, becomes though a season of deep partnership in our hearts. Let's ask the Holy Spirit. Let's take a look at our hands and let's ask, Holy Spirit, how is my partnership with you? How's my partnership with Christ? Friends, that's the first place to start. Jesus, how, how are we? How's our partnership? And listen to what he says. Maybe there's some adjustment. Maybe there's a, a sense of repentance. Maybe there's a, a, an embrace. Jesus, I come running towards you. And two, maybe we look at our hands. At how's our partnership with one other in the church? How's our partnership? How's our partnership with Open Door? This is a time to build together, as Nehemiah called us. We looked at that previously. Let us rebuild. A time of partnership. This is a time of partnership with the Holy Spirit to see God flowing through us. Wouldn't it be amazing that many communities in Kettering and around were blessed through our partnership with them because of his partnership with us. Father, I want to release faith for fresh partnerships. Business opportunity, partnerships in our schools and healthcare situations, partnership in retirement, partnership in singleness, in marriage, partnership in families. Lord, I pray for fresh grace of partnership into our communities. Partnership birthed by your spirit in us that flows out and brings life wherever uh, we get involved, wherever we serve. Lord, thank you that you go ahead of partnerships, sent two by two, we read of the disciples, but now we find you've gone ahead. Lord, would you release fresh grace for partnerships? Fresh grace for partnership with Open Door into Kettering. Well, thank you for connections that we have with Accommodation Concern and Home Start, many other organisations. Father, pray for fresh grace of partnership around our town, that life comes. Jesus, we pray partnership of your spirit upon us. Come, Lord, renew us in your wonderful name. Amen.